Welcome to another edition of Birds of a Feather. This is your girl, AJ, the Suburban Princess, with thoughts, since it's technically almost postseason, about our Philadelphia Eagles and their current standing. Okay, it's very easy, totally easy, and totally sensible to give up on the squad. And technically, it's time due. I mean, Carson has been officially ruled out. After what seemed like a nightmare of PR and lack of PR and Doug's nervous contentious presser on Friday, it's pretty much safe to say that the medical staff uh, was not very consistent with the fans and definitely not consistent with uh, Doug or Carson just didn't give a crap and wanted to play his heart out until he couldn't anymore. And now he's being officially ruled out for the trip to LA, even though they're saying now it's reported that Carson Wentz is going with the team because obviously he's not going to sit on his butt because he just can't. Um, it's one of those things I'm I'm glad that he's such a hard ass, but times that now that it's kind of come clear this whole week that he's had a, some kind of a stress issue on his back and it finally started to break within the last couple weeks, but it's healable and it doesn't require surgery, um, which is good because Lord knows if you get back surgery, you never, ever, ever are the same. So he's blessed in that sense. But it's also horrible because now me, on terms of tons of Eagles Twitter staff, once the the leaks, quote unquote, came out about whether or not Carson had been told that he had this bad of a bad of a fracture or someone on the Eagles organization staff uh, decided that he was still good enough to play. And Carson didn't object, obviously, and continued to play. Now, if the rumor is true that he allegedly had this issue in week five, that would have meant during the Titan, um, it was the Vikings game, I think, and right after the Titans game, that he probably should have sat out for at least at least up until this week. Because if it's a three-month injury and that game was like early October, late September, whatever it was, he could have been ready by now, if not more healed than he probably is now, even though they're saying <clears throat> there's a lot of it's he's saying and a lot of he said, she said, <clears throat> Or maybe he said, he said, but uh, he's technically healing now. So should he have played during the Cowboys game because it was so horrible in the first half? Should he pretty much have stayed off his feet until London um, and to see how he was? I mean, it sounds like the whole season came down to the fact that if Carson wasn't giving his best, there was definitely a physical reason. It wasn't about his knee and it wasn't about his mental status. It was about physically his whole center of his back was stressed and aggravated and hence the reason why some of his throws probably weren't that great and probably some of the reason why he wasn't running as much so he didn't exacerbate his back as well um either way this is poor management on all levels on Carson on organization on the medical staff because if Nick had to be in there for a couple more weeks and Carson could have rested until maybe the London trip he probably wouldn't even have this much of an issue come this week week 16 he could have probably just started playing again, or he could have been played in uh, the Texans game after this weekend. Either way, Carson could have reversed it if they really would have thought about it. Like Nick could have just started the season as opposed to however his shaky second game went after the Atlanta game, which they barely won again. But um, the point is it could have just went opposite if you really think about it. 2018 could have started the way that 2018 ended. Like Nick could have took it into the halfway and then Wentz could have finished it for the rest of the season. If they really would have known about this stuff accurately and had given the MRI the first time that he was, uh, you know, noticing any kind of back issues, 
he could have been well rested up between now and say week 17. I mean, it probably would have been the first time that a guy who was an MVP candidate last year would be playing into week 17, but um, anything to get the team staying on track. I mean, maybe they wouldn't even be six and seven right now. Maybe they'd be at least at a decent nine and seven right now. Um, and I'd rather they have been that because that's a little bit more optimistic knowing that the Giants came from being, uh, what, a nine and 17 and ended up in the playoffs that year. So either way, this whole season was poorly managed. <laughs> Enough said. I mean, the thing is a fan that makes you angry is that you really don't know what the truth is because everyone's trying to guard their asses from looking stupid. But it's obvious that the one person I can respect out of all this melee is Carson because he obviously wants to win it so bad for himself. He's willing to risk physical injury again. But it's not smart because in the long run, it's his contract year. And if he is still walking around, you know, in rehab number 2018 next postseason, um, is he going to be worth a five-year contract? But he is because con- next next to Donovan McNabb getting that whole $100 million contract, you can't tell me that Carson James Wentz is not worth a $100 million contract for five years, at least $120. Um, I think that he's one of those players that in time, if he keeps himself playing smart, which is hard because he is truly a gunslinger. He is, he definitely is like Favre in the mentality that he is willing to literally risk uh, life and limb to get his team to the playoffs. But we want to keep him for another at least five years, five to ten, hopefully. And if he keeps walking on one leg or not being able to hold himself up by his core, it's not going to be worth it. Um the Eagles have a lot of questions in the postseason. If there's anybody who's going to be really stressed, it's Howie Roseman because now he's really on his last year with uh, Lori because he redeemed himself with us getting to, as fans, getting to witness a Super Bowl in the same year that they had to defend their title. But it doesn't mean a hill of beans if half the squad went down and now you're up to 13 players on IR, which is ridiculous again to me. I'm wondering if the medical staff really misdiagnosed about at least five of the five of the 13 players that could have probably still been playing. Now, supposedly Avante Maddox is coming back in for the DBs this weekend. I don't know how effective he's going to be, but his speed was definitely one of the things that kept him on the roster. And then when he went down shortly after Jalen Mills went down, I was more worried about him long-term than Jalen Mills because they could let Jalen Mills walk as far as I'm concerned. I don't think he's as great as people wanted him to be. Um, I think that he probably has more pride in himself than the fans do. And I don't think he's really evidenced himself to really be that much of an asset to the, to defensive backs as Avante Maddox has the potential to be. But Sidney Jones is another one that seemed like he was going to flourish and he hasn't done anything but be injured. So I don't know if the condition team has to be blamed with it. I don't know if these players who are not having very effective uh, postseason workouts is really helping. Um, hammies are tricky. And most of the time, just like uh, Darren Sproles found out, most of his season was wasted with inaccurate diagnoses of just a pulled hammy. Obviously, Darren Sproles had something else going on. And, and to see him just now starting to get a run, even though he's not even going that fast. And the fact that he got already a couple touchdowns shows you that whatever they diagnosed him in the first five games wasn't accurate. And he was gone for pretty much most of the 10. So I'm just questioning whether or not whoever they supposedly fired the year before the Super Bowl were really effective or not even a factor. But either way, I'm still up for everybody in the Eagle squad being evaluated on staff, on 
coaching, no one to me is safe uh, for the next season because there has to be a lot of cleaning up done because obviously a lot of the holes got exposed this year that they barely got away with the season before. Um, I don't think they should have let go of uh, LeGarrette Blunt. I still stand by that. I don't care how old he is. He still would have been effective. Um, there's a lot of games that were winnable probably because of those same spots that those guys that were let go could have could have uh, patched for us. Um, we could have saw that Dallas Cowboy game go a little further had, you know, and I don't even want to blame Colton Tate because I feel bad for him because I feel like he came at a time that we really could have used him earlier had he been on the squad earlier. Um, I doubt if he even wants to stay because he may not, not because he doesn't like being here because he obviously does. I just think in the long run, he's going to realize that I don't see the point of me being here in terms of uh, position. Um I still see it being Nelly, um, Alshon, um, Golden could stay or they could decide to um, get a couple more newbies or vets in here for wide receivers. Now, if that's the case and they only stick to just Alshon and Nelly, then I definitely see Golden Tate uh, making a difference. But the problem is if they want to stick to this whole two tight end thing, then they're going to have to use Goddard as much as they've obviously used Ertz this season. So there's just a lot of things that you can already see written across the wall that are going to have to change because it's very hard to maintain a consistent Super Bowl winning squad if you let a lot of your key players go. And everyone gets caught up in age and money, but the only person who really should be stressed about the money is Howie Roseman because he realizes that the salary cap is going to be even tighter after this season. So there's going to have to be a lot of people let go, especially Nick Foles. Because if he continues to want to be backup, then he's going to take literally an eighth of the amount of money that he probably makes already in order to stay. I don't see him staying next year because I really feel like Carson will be 100% next year because he's already been through hell and high water. And I feel like now there's no issue for him to physically be out of it between now and next September. So either Foles decides to retire or Foles starts on another team. Um, I don't see him starting on any other squads in the NFL unless, you know, I don't know, Miami lets go of their guy or the Jets, you know, decide to move on from McCown or, or let Darnold, you know, sit. I just don't see Nick being on any other squad and being totally as effective as he's wanted to in the past because I feel like he's only really had major success in Philly. Um, and if that's the case, I really kind of hope that, no, that Foles decides just to retire and just save himself physically. Uh, the mental and physical strain of being an NFL quarterback. But that's on him and his family. I mean, he may decide that he may go into the ministry and he may decide to also just be a consultant. Who knows? But um, him being an MVP now under his belt is probably obviously going to be the biggest accomplishment of his career. So I would hate to see Nikki go, but honestly, had the Eagles had done it right and Carson's uh, diagnosis not be so shaky in the first half, um, he would have gotten traded and we pretty gotten, we pretty much would have seen a lot more new faces earlier this season and the season could have been salvaged, but you couldn't predict as many of the defensive guys that got, you know, taken out as much as they did this year. So half of that really comes down to the defense getting injured. So a lot of the touchdowns couldn't be spared and all that stuff. So, but it's just, it's frustrating because you know that this team had a lot of potential to come back, but they obviously had a lot of stuff going against them because a lot of people that we that we probably didn't think much of, but now seem to be a factor, are no longer on this team. So 
as a fan, it's frustrating to see your team go up in flames. And it's even worse to see painful pressers like (laughs) Doug Peterson's pressers have been because he clearly doesn't know how to manage answers correctly. And he sounds even more, you know, Daffy Duck than he normally did the year before. Um, I really feel like obviously the coordinators need to be fired because I don't think they've helped this year. Um, I definitely would like if they brought back Filippo that he would come back as an OC or hell, if you want to be really dramatic, fire Doug and make Filippo the coach. I don't know. But um, there has to be a reason why uh, Filippo can't keep an OC position since he left the Philadelphia Eagles. So you might want to think about that. So maybe that's why he's not, you know, being looked at right now. Um, there has to be a lot of major changes though, because as a fan, it's frustrating to watch your squad go down in such a fast, you know, um, house burning fashion as they did within these last five weeks. And now knowing that Carson did play injured and, and it's not his knee, it just makes it more annoying because it feels like he could have still been playing now had they just sat him early, no matter how frustrated he would have felt because he obviously wanted to be back in week three. But now you look back and say, well, maybe it wasn't too fast you know maybe the fact that they didn't even you know look at this injury a little earlier could he have been back by the end of December um it's putting a lot of pressure on Foles who knows if the same injuries probably could have happened but I know for one thing Mac Hollins never returned from preseason so there's a reason why he's still on the IR but yet still making a lot of public appearances as part of the Eagles like you know community stuff so he obviously is not able to Um, he's not, not able to walk, but there's something more to his injury. I don't know why he's been out forever. Um, still don't understand what the hell is going on with Chris Maragos that he's been literally on the squad for two years and has not played or suited up once. So I don't know what's going on. And that's annoying because you can't tell me that half these guys are just sitting there liking being on the sidelines if they're not getting paid or if they are getting paid, who likes to be paid to be watching on the sidelines when you're supposed to be playing? So is that the Eagles' fault or what? Like, what is really the issue? Um, But yeah, a lot of these guys in defense are going to be gone next year. And a lot of the guys that got hurt recently will probably come back next year because they didn't get to start or finish a full season. So we'll see. Um, I just know at least, you know, it's sad going to see Brandon Graham walk because he does deserve to stay because he saved uh, the win in the Super Bowl by that strip. But he also is a guy that deserves to get paid and the Eagles don't have enough room. So because of that loss, you're definitely going to miss Brandon Graham. But the only reason he wasn't effective this year is because their line suffered a little with, you know, Timmy Jernigan going in and out. And then the fact that, you know, Cox got doubled a lot this year, even though Michael Bennett was a huge help. um, I don't see Brandon Graham staying And Chris Long will definitely leave because Chris hasn't been able to get too many tackles that have mattered unless it was like in garbage time. So I think Chris is definitely more of an effective community leader and a good inspiration and hopefully will win that Walter Payton award. But as a player on the team, I don't think he's been much of a factor this year. So there's going to be definitely a lot of new faces next year, and I'm hoping that they all gel at the right time. And hopefully we won't spend the first six games next season wondering, you know, did the Eagles make the right decisions? So we'll see. Here's to another Rams game that could have been more exciting if Wentz was starting, but we'll see. It might be exciting to see Nikki Foles come back into the fold. The only difference is we know the reality is he is not playing with the same squad. So hopefully they don't get Nick killed, although I feel like he's too big to go down. Um, I just pray that whatever happened at the end of that game last year doesn't 
start out the same way that (laughs) Nick barely got through that game. So I'm just hoping that whatever didn't work for Carson this year, schematic wise will work for Nick and somehow squeeze out a win. So I would like to predict 31, 31, 20 Rams, um, to be realistic, but if it's anything, but, and the Eagles do skate out with like a three point win, praise God, hallelujah. I'm happy for them to see another week, but if they don't, it's okay. And hopefully Nick will still play during the Texans game because I don't see Nate Sudfeld even getting us even getting a chance at winning the game against the Texans because they're on fire right now, too. Either way, what do you think about the season now that it's almost over? Do you feel like it's a good look to have Nikki out there again or do you feel like it's a waste of a waste of uh, playing him and just put Nate Phil, Nate Sudfeld in there to just rock the rest of the season? Who knows? At <laughs> this time, fly Eagles fly. I'm gonna watch all the games because now they're gonna start having Saturday games. So it's kind of a good time to be home in a rainy weekend and not doing anything. There's gonna be a lot of fun games. Definitely, it's gonna be fun to see how the Chiefs and the Rams and all the other good teams, Chicago Bears, uh, shake out for the postseason. So hey, it may not have been a waste. It's probably just a lot of lessons learned on the Eagles team, and this time. We know what we're working with next season, and hopefully the draft will actually work for us and not against us as a fans, as a fans, as the fans and the team and the organization as a whole. Hopefully they've learned their lesson and 2019 will be a lot more positive than 2018 ended. Thanks for listening. Go Eagles. Another year has gone by. Here's to the postseason, and it will be very interesting to see how Atlanta uh, 2019 as far as the Super Bowl works out. Go birds. Thanks for listening. AJ the Suburban Princess, Birds of a Feather. I'm out.